Another episode of Monstrosity's Voice, Pars and Touch Conversations, a podcast for Black Horror by Black Horror. I'm your lovely host, Kaija Fields, back with another episode. So, I decided that I wanted to do a sub-series um, dedicated to zombies. So, for the next three episodes, we will be discussing all of our favorite zombie flicks of horror. And I wanted to bring on a special guest, someone that I knew would bring in the expertise, the excitement, and the joy that I have over zombies. None other than hard, blurred, extraordinaire, zero gravity, y'all. Woo-woo! Good to be here! I'm chilling! Let's talk some zombies, dude. right? Thank you so much for coming onto the show. I have um, known you for like for a few years now. I can't wait till the time we actually get to meet up in person. Um, But yeah, go ahead. I feel like I cannot do any justice to like who you are and what you do. So just tell the listeners like who you are, what you do and everything about Zero Gravity. Oh, please. Well, (laughs) y'all, my name is Zero Gravity. Um, I'm a digital content creator online and also event host. Um, I have dubbed myself NYC Spookiest MC and uh, I'm out here. Turned that's up. about all i got i hope right. i did some kind of justice <laughs> in the hub and you're literally you live in the hub of like where all the zombie-ness happens in movies should be right, right? but mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into that a little later in the show but you know i was like who can i talk about world war c with and i was like Yo, let me hit up zero for sure okay cool so world war z came out in 2013 director mark Forrester, who also directed um, the Oscar award-winning film Monsters Ball with Halle Berry, and I totally had a brain fart as the other movie with Johnny Depp that he um, directed, but he has a lot of like big blockbusters under his belt. Of course, this movie is like star-studded. We have Brad Pitt, Karen Lane, um, a lot of different celebrities, and pretty much the movie surrounds this former United States employee, um, Jerry, oh, Jerry Lane. <laughs> this is Gary. Jerry Lane, who is pretty much traveling, racing the clock to try to defeat this like zombie pandemic that is wiping out everybody and also trying to maintain the livelihood of his wife and children. So, Zero, when was the first, what was your first introduction to World War Z? I, I actually think I saw it in the theater, if I remember correctly. I don't think it was opening day, though. I think it was a little bit 
afterwards. And this movie is a fucking killer, yo. And I love the movie so much that I actually went out and I bought the book. Um, I read the book in high school, um, which was honestly like a long time ago now. So I don't remember much right? about it. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. I feel old already. <laughs> But um, I do remember having like a blast um, comparing, contrasting the book in the movie because they're so different. But, you know, what's usually not the case is that you have a strong film adaptation to a strong book. You know how it is like sometimes the movie adaptation comes out and it's just not hitting. Um, they change right. a bunch of things like exactly. you know executive changes that just don't flow. Um, mm-hmm. But this one was awesome because from what I do remember, um, the book and the movie are like crazy different, but mm-hmm. both really, really strong. And honestly, I, I did watch this movie just to prepare to, uh, for today. And mm-hmm. it, it holds up, man. It wasn't even that long ago, but you know how sometimes CG and like the cheesiness yeah. of, of uh, mid teen, mid-20-teens horror can get like kind of weird sometimes times but yeah. this one definitely holds up i remember uh my friend who um i shouted out in a, a it was a long time ago my one of my close friends miles lewis we had i think it was like our junior year of high school we had english class together and he sat right behind me and so he would tell me about the weird crazy stuff he's into more like sci-fi and so like he told me about apollo uh 13 that sci a science fiction or that sci-fi movie and he has the, had this book world war z and or history of zombie of the zombie war and i'm like yo this is sick like this is really around the time where i'm kind of coming into myself of like loving horror and stuff like that and i got the book and i was like this is insane Mm -hmm. and then of course i think the next year um the movie came out so i don't think i saw it in the theater i don't know i feel like i just woke up one day and was like oh i'm gonna see world war z i don't know it was was kind of weird (laughs) it's about okay cool going into the book um, so the book by Max Brooks was 2000, it was a 2006 novel, World War Z and Oral History of the Zombie War, which was the sequel to his first book, The Zombie um, Survival Guide or Zombie Yeah. Movie. Oh, yeah, The Zombie Survival Guide, which I actually want to read. Um, and so it's the World War Z and Oral History of the Zombie War was more of like a predictive guide and or history of what led up to World War Z, kind of like the ultimate zombie pandemic, starting from patient zero in China and depicting how it spread across the globe. Pretty much it's like that is like the main similarity that it has with the actual movie is that you see it go from one city, which is Philadelphia, and how it just sweeps, you know, um sweeps the globe so a lot of while I was doing research for this episode I had saw some information about how the production was like really messy this is a paramount this is a paramount movie yeah so like even like pre-production filming casting and even post-production even with the sequel it was a lot of shit like they had to change cinematographers there was so many like budget um discrepancies as far as like them spending so much money i think initially they got like 125 million mm-hmm. and then they like like i remember hearing something on youtube about like for one scene i think it was a scene in jerusalem i'm not mis- if i'm not mistaken they had ordered for 2000 extras but like 3000 people came and like there was issues with like catering and it was just so much stuff it was real pretty much this film was inevitably like it was supposed to be doomed but it ended up grossing about like 500 million dollars in the box office which was a lot of fucking money for 2013 Solid. right and so um yeah 
So before we move like deeper into like the plot of the movie, what is your favorite type of zombie? Do you like like the slow undead? Do you like them fast and infectious? Or do you like more of like a hybrid with like characteristics of vampires? Mm, that's a okay, that's a good question. I think I don't think I have a favorite. Um, but I do think that I shy away from these kind of like hybridy zombies, um, mm-hmm. like in I Am Legend, and again in um, shit, was that movie called Army of the Dead? Oh um, yeah, they kind of like, you know, it's like elevated in the. I'm throwing up my air quotes right now, like right? elevated <laughs> zombies, whatever you want to call those. Uh-huh. Um, kind of move like, as soon as the zombies start talking. Also, it's like it's too much for me. Yeah. Way, way too much for me it kind of takes away from like the monsterness yeah. uh i i guess i mean i know there's supposed to be like at the end of the day like we're supposed to be scared of ourselves but as soon as they start talking i'm like uh-uh but as far as like uh fast zombies and slow zombies go i like both of them um and i think for a long time we just got lots of slow zombies mm-hmm. um and then when world war z came out although there were fast zombies like out there when world war z came out it kind of like change the game for fast zombies mm-hmm. I, I do thoroughly believe that the zombies in world war z are probably like the only genre of zombie that are like actually capable of ending the world in like a week's time not you know? even like two days dude. something like, like that but what? like it would be absolutely exponential um exactly right and as far as like uh slow zombies you know there's a little bit more time to get away and like mm-hmm. think of a plan but like there, there ain't no time to think of a plan here um so i don't know i like i like the balance between the two but as soon as those motherfuckers start talking it's like i'm out yeah it's giving two <laughs> Is, you're, you're too human for me right yeah i think for me i like fast and infectious and i want to take that and move forward into talking about the actual virus um and please don't listeners don't um fuck with me if i get this wrong it's the selenium virus selenium virus and shout out to film uh comics explained for doing an entire like they have this thing on youtube to where they go to, they do different like zombie and infection films and they go through and talk about each that virus for example like with 28 days later they talk about the rage virus and stuff like that mm. and it is so insightful and informative and it's just like i don't know it kind of takes me back into the whole like idea of like when you write a movie and you have like world building and it's just very detailed so shout out to film comics explained and, and go check out their um virus series on youtube it's absolutely amazing word so, i'm definitely gonna have to check that oh, out yeah for sure like each movie like they do i'm legend they do contagion they do pretty much all of like the like 2000s and i think they even go before but i know like most of all of early 2000s pretty much up to date they do all of their viruses um and so that was my first um and i've been watching that for like a year or so that was my first introduction to like the actual formal names of these viruses for these movies mm-hmm. i feel all cool because i know all the names and stuff like <laughs> I'm a true fan. Anyway, so <laughs> the virus was first seen, of course, in Mac, uh, Max Brooks's prequel novel, The Zombie Survival Guide. And the 
virus pretty much eats at the brain's frontal lobe cells pretty much until your body bodily functions shut down and then you lose all aspects of humanity and then of course you become the undead the one thing that differentiates these zombies in retrospect to like other zombies like for example we can use like the poster zombie of like not a living dead would be that these zombies do not eat flesh they only infect others so they will bite you and they'll just walk away or like run away you know mm-hmm. and the fact and the thing that really the only thing really that captured me into world war z being one of my favorite zombie movies is the fact that you actually get to see the transformation of the infection and the fact that it takes 12 seconds to like turn the host if you're directly bitten and then that scene um of course we're in the, the philadelphia on street and they see that guy he gets bitten and, and brad pitt is like looking and he's like convulsing and having like these seizures and and then it's um in the background you can hear like the countdown of 12 seconds and that is absolutely it right. i've seen this movie so many times i actually have it on right now in the background but i've seen this movie so many times and i still get so hyped when i see that because i've never seen that before yeah usually i i think for the most part there's like some sort of like death involved with like this whole zombification process you yeah. know the walking dead like you get bit or you just die and then you're dead for a little bit and then you come back, you know, and that's what makes you like undead. But here it's almost like there's no dying happening. You're just being taken over, completely taken over by the virus. And I like that because it's like different, right? Mm -hmm. Also, I, I, might be wrong listeners you can definitely come into my dm and check me later right, if i am sure. wrong <laughs> they will <laughs> let's we're all being honest transparent nerds here um but i think in the book the transformation process was a little bit different um about a year ago i started writing this zine um in collaboration with our friend sylvester barzi um who Word. is shout out to sylvester. A, shout out sylvester he's right. a great um zombie novelist so you know he's one of us and um i had him write something similar to what was found in max brooks's novel and i think i could be thinking about a different book so you know again feel free to check me but i think it takes significantly longer the zombification process in the book than it does in the movie i think that was one of the things Okay. That was changed. Um, not that it made that big of a difference. Although I do think it was a good idea to change that. Cause like, I haven't seen that before in a zombie movie, like so quick like that. And like, you actually see it, like you said before the convulsing and then the countdown. So we know exactly how long it takes. So rad. The good thing about these zombies, again, in comparison to other zombies, is that they do turn so fast. And, you know, like traditionally in zombie movies, there is always a scenario where someone within like the survival pact has been bitten, but they don't want to say anything. Right. And I just thought about this one fucking meme of like Mark Zuckerberg. I don't Yo. know if you've seen it, but it's like a, a fucking, it's Mark Zuckerberg and he looks like he got some shit going on with his face. You know, he has a very interesting face anyways. And it's like, Mark Zuckerberg looks like he has been bitten by a zombie, but doesn't Yo. want to tell his friends. I am <laughs> dead. I've seen the same meme, but it was like a picture of Papa John. <laughs> and no, he was like sweaty as hell. I'm on the Instagram, bro. Yes, please. <laughs> but no, so the good thing about these zombies is that they turn so fast that you won't get bamboo into letting like one of these zombies into your home or if you know if your homie get bit i mean you just gotta kill that nigga quick you got 12 seconds you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so yeah so we have brad pitt who is a u.s (laughs) 
keep thinking about that damn meme who is a UN employee and pretty much like you know of course in these movies there's always this like battle with like the CIA FBI um, secret service agents who decided I'm gonna leave my my career alone and focus on my family so it's pretty much like the whole like juxtaposition that Brad Pitt is going through like he has his two beautiful daughters and his beautiful wife and he's like I left that alone and even in the beginning of the movie you can see like his daughters who I think I think it's really ironic how they chose that day to talk about that and she's like well do you like your job what was your job and now all you do is make pancakes and the wife is looking at him like you better say you like your new job being a stay-at-home dad <laughs> right and it's always a wife that's coming for him but you know and it's, it's just crazy so pretty much like he's been drugged back into this his old lifestyle of of working for the UN and, and being this secret agent man kind of guy uh and try to save the world and I have this really bad like a uh, first um main character syndrome that like I am, in fact, the CIA, FBI, Secret Service agent so that I will be able to save everyone. Like, I per- I truly feel within my heart of hearts that the zombie apocalypse was to happen right at this instant that I will survive. Hey, let's I watched up. enough movies to know exactly where to go and exactly what to do. And I can sweet talk myself into, like, the most secure government buildings and affiliates mm. to save the world from zombies or at least my family. Hey, I mean, if you, if you, you know, you get a plus one, it's, maybe it's call your girl. It's, it's delusion honestly <laughs> it is delusion so pretty much brad pitt and all of these special forces uh they escape from philadelphia and all of that and then they go onto this ship and they're pretty much in the middle of the ocean so they're safe and they've been shipped out to go to these different countries and try to figure out where who what when how this happened and it's just a lot of shit so well, another question I have for you, Zero, is if there was a zombie outbreak similar to the one that happened in World War Z, would you rather try to fight for survival or would you want to get bitten and live your life gleefully as a zombie? Uh, that's a good question. I do think it depends on what kind of zombie we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. If we're dealing with the World War Z situation, I'm going to say, fuck it, I'll just die. <laughs> because I also live in New York City, um, so I'm gonna be the first to go. Oh period. yeah, you're done for. I'm dead, Dang. dead. I am <laughs> so <laughs> dead. Yeah, and I can. We could be honest here. I'm gonna be the first one out. So that would be that. I don't think I would ever really uh, believe my chances of survival in a World War Z situation. But mm-hmm. if we're talking Night of the Living Dead zombies. I 100% have a plan. I have a plan. I'm going north. I am grabbing my cat. Um, The close homies, um, only the ones who are conditioned enough to... to be subject to like a lot of cardio um, right? and I'm heading north. I'm going all the way north upstate. I'm going to damn near Buffalo, New York. I'm going up there because I need less population in the woods, somewhere where I can hear, uh, maybe find an island and, uh, you know, happily ever after I'm live off the land. Like, you know, the American dream. Woo. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I would rather just be a zombie. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. I feel you like I, I deal with, and I talk about this on the show often, I deal with anxiety disorder, like really bad sometimes. And so like living in 2022, right, is, a, is, is enough to send me into like a panic attack. I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit up here and try to fight be in constant fight or flight mode no thank you i this is real life i have a bottle of fireball that i would never i don't like fireball at all but it was given to me as a gift and as soon as it was given to me in my brain i said this is what i'm going to drink if zombies decide 
they were going to come and make an appearance. And I live in Texas, so it's hot. I mm. said, I'm going to sit and have this on my little wine cellar that I have. And if zombies ever come, then I'll open it. It's still a whole bottle of Fireball. Mm. So whenever that happens, I'm going to drink that Fireball and I'm going to just chill. <laughs> That's a good plan. I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I feel like in that moment, I would actually have a, a sense of peace and relaxation. True. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. It's over. <laughs> yeah, just knowing that, like, the alternative is like, that's no way to live. Oh, you know? no. If I can't go to Target, I can't go. I, no, I can't eat pizza. <laughs> no, there's no point in living. There's no point. No freaking point. Um, yeah, so, again, uh, moving forward. So, what was one of your favorite? I, I don't want to say kill scenes because this movie was a little different as far as like there weren't any set like kill scenes as far as like mm-hmm. if it was like a regular like zombie or horror movie this one is just moves really fast really fast paced and it's a lot of group large amounts of fatalities mm-hmm. um and we're gonna consider i guess for this episode the act of turning because technically they don't die the act of turning is as a casualty as a fatality so like mm-hmm. what was one of your favorite scenes or one of your favorite suspense scenes within the film Oh, that's an easy answer. I feel like um, we have the same one. Oh, I hope so. Um, so when the family seeks refuge with the Latinx family, I think they were in like New Jersey or something. Yeah. Um, that was just freaking great. One, just people being people and people being hospitable. Um, yeah. which is like, oh, there's, you know, like hope for humanity or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, they were like extremely humble. Um, I also liked that, uh, um, Jerry, he wrapped the newspapers around his arms before he dipped, which is like something that I've been seeing recurring. Like that was in train in Busan also, which I thought was yeah. like, kind of cool. Um, Shout so out they to decide to leave. Yeah, shout out to that one. You should cover that one too. I would love to hear you talk about that. (laughs) Um, So you know, they decide that you know we're gonna we're gonna try to dip out now. The chopper is coming to get us on the roof. Um, They're like, hey, you should come with us. They're like, no, no, no. We're so damn humble. We can't help. Um, (laughs) Whatever. So they make a run for it up to the top. And as soon as the family inside uh, let them out and push the dresser like the door starts getting banged on and Mm -hmm. like in that moment you're just like oh they're absolutely fucked um and they get to the top um luckily the the little boy escapes right and he makes it out alive with the family um but that like super slow-mo like it was really sexy that scene honestly the Mm -hmm. slow-mo when they're on the roof um and waiting for like the chopper to like touch down i guess mm-hmm. um and as soon as jerry starts running towards the chopper after everyone else has gotten on you know the zombies come spilling out the stairwell after him in yeah. the first one is the the dad the that dad yes him. and it's in slow motion and he's just running after him and he's just like you know with the military one run with the <laughs> right he's breathing he's pacing yeah yeah, right? yeah. that was just <laughs> that was just absolutely Epic. definitely no, my favorite that was scene sick. that was sick um i think for me i feel like I, every time you say something i'm like i think for me my favorite scene is the wall scene mm, the yeah. wall scene because i have a thing about like a large groups of anything large groups of ants large groups of anything it's just like it petrifies it's gross. me so <laughs> it's knowing gross. that like yes, of course, i feel these, that right these people in this country are like hey yeah 
fuck everybody else. We got this big ass wall. Ain't nobody gonna fuck with us. We good. And then they out there celebrating. Just imagine if we was having a Juneteenth celebration and some zombies came. What? Everyone's dead. Everyone is dead. dead. You know, we'd be loud too. We'd be partying, doing electric slide, <laughs> eating hot dogs and shit, taking shots. We'd be, we'd be having a good time. So, you know, they're out there, jolly old good fellow, just having a great old time. And then Brad Pitt's like, hey, Niggas a it's loud. loud. <laughs> it's loud up in here. And all of a sudden, as soon as he says that, you see a million zombies just coming over the wall, thrusting themselves, mm-hmm. and they're just airborne, falling on these people, biting them. And like, even there's a insane. scene where there's insane, a scene where dude. they're running through like this tunnel. I think it's like a tunnel, like through like a street in the village. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what to call it, but there's a like a fencing on top of where they're running and one of the soldiers gets snatched up from running by mm, one of the zombies yeah. that gets bit and I'm just like, that is insane. So that takes us like, yeah, right. So once we discover, once we're like, you know, going through the movie and we find that they, they discover like what's going on and, you know, people are slipping on metal and killing themselves right in peace to, to that homie i was really rooting for him and then he slipped and fell that was comedy that, that was funny was, as fuck I'm not it was lie. such freaking comedy because i'm feeling like if the world was actually going to end within the next three days we would all be panicking to the point where like i want to say at least a quarter of us were going to go out with stupid no, shit like that real. Like, bro was just a doctor. He was not any type of a military anything. So he see like, those other guys are trained. Like, he's just like, hey, I'm just here to save a couple lives, but not in this way. He gets shook. I'd be shook too, hell. And I'm clumsy. <laughs> so that definitely is some shit that'll happen to me. But I think within that whole scene, and I feel like I'm jumping everywhere, but I, with that scene, the saddest part was when the captain gets bit, but also how calm he was. He was like, all right, folks, let's go in. And it reminds me of, like, when I watch, like, my dad or, like, my partner play, like, COD or, like, play any, I'm like... Dead. No, seriously, because, like, when you hear them, it's like, oh, everybody's so calm. And there's, like, chaos going around them but they're mm-hmm. trained to just remain calm and go in and the guy's like yeah all right folks let's keep shooting boom 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 and then he gets bitten and then he's like oh damn i'm a fucking z man like mm. oh man he's like don't worry folks i got this boom i'm like wait a minute you're too calm for this right just like in the first scene uh whenever the police officer's like y'all need to move out of the way and he gets plowed by that big old mac truck Yo, like, yeah <laughs> those kids in that backseat cannot be older than 13 if mm-hmm. i was fucking 13 and i see some shit like that i would have sharded on myself those oh my kids god were just like, everybody was looking at each other like what's next Nah, i'm screaming wife... crying and throwing up in the backseat <laughs> and then his wife was like his wife is like jerry what is that bitch i don't know I've been in the same car as you. I've been in the same area as you. I don't know. He's gonna. She's gonna turn around, Jerry. What is that? And he's like, Well, Jerry, actually, it's the oh, um. <laughs> right. I'm like, girl. She was kind of getting on my nerves a little bit in that movie. But <laughs> mm, you and I both. Yeah. I digress. So we move forward, and they're traveling and stuff like that. And they come to find out that the zombies do not attack people that are ill or terminally ill just like the scene where they were in um um jerusalem is it jerusalem yeah yeah jerusalem and there was a very skinny um frail sickly looking guy and he's just getting like 
they're literally dodging him they're not even trampling over him so in my brain i'm like is it like a sense that they have like a blind sense that they have or like a sense of smell or like an inkling that they get once they become undead to where they only want healthy living flesh to infect Mm -hmm. and so um yeah i think it's watching the movie especially like the disposition that the mom and the daughters were in especially like being on the ship there were a lot of like similarities of verbiage used in the film as to the shit that we've been going through for the past two years oh my god little if i were to watch this movie i want to say like a year ago oh hell no (laughs) yeah too soon man too Too soon. soon like essential worker lockdown and quarantine and it's crazy because yeah. i remember like when because like they, we shut down houston march 16th 2020 that's actually my birthday they shut down the city on my birthday that night and i remember um once everyone pretty much understood or tried to understand what was going on i went on netflix and like contagion and, and outbreak and quarantine all those movies were like number one on netflix and i'm Dude, like what's you're right wrong with y'all Yo. I'm not gonna lie, I did watch Outbreak because I'd never seen it before. And I was like, well, it's like, it's like number one, like everybody's watching those movies. And I'm like, y'all are fucking masochists. Why are y'all watching that right now? Yo, that was me. That was me. At the same time, the New, New York was locked down around the same time. Yeah. Um, and I remember um, I was living in Brooklyn at the time, mm-hmm. um, right next to a Hasidic community. And they didn't really give a fuck about anything because they were going through a holiday, I think, at the, at the mm-hmm. time. And um, I remember, like, my partner and I were, like, religiously, like, tuning into whatever the hell Cuomo had to say about this. Because I don't know if you remember, like, Cuomo was, like, on it. Because for yeah. a while, like, uh, New York was the epicenter yeah, um, definitely. Of, of the I pandemic. Yeah, I know, right? And then my smart ass, I think it was... Um, I think I watched Carriers. Um, really? Uh, yeah, that one night I was watching Carriers um, in my apartment. And then the next morning, my partner woke me up and he was like, hey, um, I think that special services is going to come in and start policing people. So we should leave the city. And that same day, I called my mom because my parents live upstate. Uh, out mm-hmm. of the city and I called my mom and I was like hey you know military's about to come in I think we gotta go and she was like she wasn't really understanding just because at that time like you know we could downplay it a lot um yeah. but you know the military was like on their way in Brooklyn and I was like damn I gotta get out and I had just watched uh carriers and I'm like oh no nah, man <laughs> this is not good <laughs> I am out of here and I left and I didn't go back for I think like six months yeah Dang, that's crazy. For us, like, I live in the lovely, sarcastically, the lovely state of Texas. So um, people do what the fuck they want here. Right. The clubs were open. The bars were open. Everything was open. But, like, during that time, like, in March, for us, that's when we shut down. The the biggest part of my day was going to the grocery store. Yo, we, like, got dressed yeah. and, like, got cute to go to the grocery store. Go to, going to Target was, like, going to the mall. but i think uh, i sat and i watched outbreak and then ironically again um because at the time or even throughout college and after college i wrote papers for extra cash on the side and so my mom and like a lot of her friends are like been in and out of school forever so my mom's like hey um 
my friend needs you to help her write this paper because I was going back and forth from Dallas where my folks live to, to Houston. My mom was like, hey, I need you your help writing this paper. And I'm like, okay, cool. My mother's in the medical field. So of course, everything is like medical, medical, medical origin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it's about Ebola. And I'm like, ain't this some shit? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I'm sitting here watching Outbreak. And she's like, here, read this book on Ebola. And I need you to write a seven page paper over it in the pits of the beginning of the COVID-19 Yo. pandemic. I'm like, this is just too fucking ironic for me. I need a shot. <laughs> what? This is the type of world that we live in now. <laughs> like, I need a fucking shot. But I thought that was so interesting. The similarities of just like, hey, essential lockdown, you know, and even the right, hysteria right. surrounding that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, we can relate firsthand now. Hell yeah, now we can relate. Back then, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, if you could only bring three items with you during a zombie outbreak, what would they be and why? Oh my god, this is such a good question. Um, I think I'm gonna bring a flare. Okay. Number one. Um, number two, I would bring um a flask just to fill with water. Mm-hmm. And then number three, mm, some kind of weapon, but like a long weapon. You know what I mean? Like a, yeah, something that that I can like no no close combat, like no knife or anything. Like I need like yeah. a, a mm, an arrow. Yeah, or like, like a, a bow and arrow. Yeah, or like a a long, like a Michonne type. Uh, no, I was thinking that like sword or something. Yeah, yeah. deadly enough, but still got to apply distance. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so besides the long weapon of some sort, the flare and the flask, I'm gonna fill the flask up with water before I go. But then everything else is just for like you know when I find a good drinking supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Those are my three items. Yeah, you're definitely in survival mode because I'm like, I'm bringing some booze. <laughs> I'm bringing some food, like probably like if I can find some MRE type shit and my teddy bear, man. And that's about no, it. But think I don't about plan it, on like, being here for a while. If you brought some booze, you have like multiple ways to use that booze, right? Like you could use it if just times is real hard, you could drink it. Or if you get a wound, you could clean your wound with it. Yes, like they did or, in the movie when they cut right? off exactly arm. Yeah. Or you could use it for like uh, like to start a fire or like a Molotov or something. So, hey, look, homie, I don't know how I'm gonna get to you, but I'm coming to you whenever the zombies come. Okay, I need you to put don't me on your list. Of don't come to New York. We won't go well, die. Come, Let's just meet to halfway. Me. Come to me. Look, okay, we can meet we somewhere meet. in the Midwest. Yeah, we're gonna meet somewhere halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Because with the regulation that we have in this state, hell, I'm fucked too, just as much as you are. Oh, God. <laughs> they don't give it. It's my right to be a zombie. All right. You got it, Texas. You got it. It's my right. My my right to be a zombie. Right. That's right. I'm just like, all right, man, Texas. Good old Texas. Anyways, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, but I think it's really interesting how um, the wall scene when they were in Jerusalem, where like they thought that they could like have that wall to push the zombies back, and then when they were on the plane, and I don't know how the fuck that zombie got on that plane. Um, they they conjured up the idea, hey, let's get everyone's suitcases and carry on bags, and let's put it and barricade the zombie. When in fact, the damn same zombie overcame this big ass wall, right. I mean, well, they like, gotta do what they gotta do, I guess. But like, have some logic here. 
I guess so. I mean, this movie, it's it's a movie, right? And then you have, like, gorgeous Brad Pitt, who I'm really, like, I'm like, oh, I'm just here for Brad Pitt. And then it ended up being a really good movie anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I think all in all, World War Z is just a tale of, of, of a man trying to save his family. Because sure, at the end yeah. of the day, he took the job because, like, his him and his wife and his kids would kick off the boat. Right, if he yeah. hadn't have so it's kind of like torn into a hard space and you know it's pretty much just like a tale of a guy trying to save his family and save mm-hmm. the world at the same time and it, it the, i think this uh, another sad part to me was whenever uh i think it was after that doctor the neuro doctor died and slipped and like shot himself on accident mm-hmm. all the soldiers go back and they're like having like this conversation and the captain's like oh what about this city and then everybody's like houston phoenix yada 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 and and brad pitt's like yo i don't know i nobody's everybody's dead mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. much and that was like the saddest part just imagine like if you decided to like that your job your career was to go out and save lives or to save this country um ironically today is memorial day when we're, we're filming this but you go out and you risk your life to for this country and everyone and everything that you know back at home is gone and that right. is really really you know i don't want to make the moment somber but that just really stuck to me. I'm an empath, so I feel everything. I'm like, I wish my mommy was, you know, <laughs> if I was up there shooting zombies. And I'm like, are y'all okay in Dallas? And they like, everybody did. I'd be like, well, what the oh, fuck am no. I doing this for? What the fuck am I doing this for? Yo. <laughs> like, golly. <laughs> um, and so we moved through. The, I'm moving through the movie really quick, actually. Because, again, this isn't like a scene for scene type of show today. I'm um, really just having good conversation. But... Pretty much they find out that um, if you're sick, you ain't gonna get bit. So they take whatever's in the sick people, inject it in the healthy people. Everybody's sick, but at least you're not a zombie. True. Cancer or, or zombification. Zombie. I'm like, hey, you know Yo, what I'm I love how these zombies just like, oh, oh, you got cancer? All right, be easy, bro. <laughs> no, for sure. It's like, and, and that scene I was talking about earlier, it's like, like the guy is standing in the pits of like this stampede, like this Lion King Mufasa stampede, and the zombies are like, juke, oh juke, no, juke, not a Lion King Mufasa. Like, it's like, golly, like, dang. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And of course, like, to remain sensitive to those that are dealing with cancer and things like nature, of course, being sensitive to them, but like, dang, in this movie, y'all got a one up. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got lupus? All right, be easy, bro. Oh, Good luck. For sure. Like, <laughs> I don't want you. I don't. That's crazy. Dang, now I want to revisit the book and like go deeper into like the whole aspect of the, the virus. But um, yeah, so pretty much they, Brad Pitt injects himself and he's walking all like Brad Pittish and the zombies running and it's like, hey, fuck it's you. Not Brad Pittish. And I'm just like, one thing, I'm like, it took, is it an instant thing? Because you just injected yourself with that shit. Doesn't it take time for those things to get into your bloodstream and develop and replicate cells and stuff like that? that Yo, shit takes you know what? That's, that's what I thought. But then on the other hand, like the 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 who doctors on the other side, like the radio or the camera or whatever, they're like, yeah, yeah. you know, it shouldn't be long. Fucking who is it? Um, we got Peter Capaldi, mm-hmm. and um, also uh, Ruth Nega was one of the the doctors on the other side, and they're like, yeah, yeah you know, it's only thirty seconds, and then all of a sudden you have lupus. I guess is that how it works? My but. thing is, as we talking, let's do some math here. We got 30 seconds for this shit to get in your bloodstream, but you've got 12 seconds. <laughs> so that means, what, that's, that's 17 seconds in between. Right, <laughs> right. 
Mm-hmm. That's 17 motherfucking seconds you got in between to possibly still <laughs> become a fucking zombie. True. So them 17 seconds, you better be fine for your life. It's crazy. For real. It's like NBA seconds. Because like NBA yeah, and like yes. NFL seconds are not real seconds. I'm sitting here like, like I, tr- I try to keep up with basketball when I can because I really do love basketball. But I'm like, uh, why is the countdown so long? <laughs> True. Yes. NBA seconds are not real human life, real life seconds. I stand Agreed. on that. Mm-hmm. I stand on that. So we get to the end. Happy ending, boom. Everybody's fighting back. Everybody's like, mm, yeah, we got this cancer, lupus, uh, autoimmune-ish shit going on. Let's just burn. Let's just take all of the zombies, put them in a stadium like fucking Bane and Batman or Dark Knight Rises. And let's blow these bitches up. It seems like very um like <laughs> childish if you like when you like say it out loud. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll just put all the motherfuckers in a stadium and then just burn them. It and then that will be it. Of that episode of SpongeBob when they were dealing with the Alaskan bullworm and Patrick is in the uh, the Krusty Krab and he's like, Why don't we just take Bikini Bottom? Yeah, and push, and it, push over it over there. there. Done. Done. <laughs> like, Everybody's pushing. Push. And I'm just like, that's essentially what they did in this movie. <laughs> but True. again, going back to those like messy production and pre-production, because after a lot of this shit was going on with like people spending way too much money in the production um that they were or pretty much ordained to, um, there were a lot of budget cuts. And one of the budget cuts was that there was supposed to be a huge like scene in Russia. Um, and that was supposed to be the ending scene. Um, yeah, there's supposed to be a huge scene in Russia um, where pretty much there was like some reaction to the cold or some shit like that. Go watch film, uh, not film comics explained. There's another, I'll link all the episodes that I use for reference um, in the show notes, but there's another um, YouTube um, video that I watched where the guy was talking about all the production mishaps and stuff. And there was like a whole bunch of visual effects and special effects. And you know how I feel about that shit that was taken away due to budget cuts. And I'm like, why do they always go to the art department? Yeah. Why? Like, why can't you go to catering or somewhere first? Like, why does the <laughs> art department always have to fucking suffer? Cause y'all don't know how to spend money. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, are you are you familiar with the World War Z video game, or have you heard of that, or played it, or anything like that? Uh, um, I played it a little bit. I I never finished it just because I didn't have any other homies to play with me. Yeah. Um, but I did play with like you know the computers. Um, and it was really fun. Um, had lots of similarities to um Left 4 Dead franchise, which makes okay. it very like easy to play. Um. I don't think there was any um, like similarities to the the movie in terms of like characters or anything. Not that I played through, but I did think it was really fun. Um, yeah, and then there was also um, after the Zombie Survival Guide, after um, the novel, Max Brooks did a graphic novel um, afterwards. Um, and it, same thing. I don't think it was a direct um, correlation to. Um, the movie or mm-hmm. the book um, but it was cool like seeing Max Brooks's um, vision of the zombie war in graphic novel form so that was exactly. fun too. yeah yeah he definitely had a lot of uh, things to say regarding just the adaptation of 
um, his book onto film. <clears throat> but I read somewhere that like Stephen King even reached out to him and like gave him advice on like that. Because of course we know like Stephen King has right. a lot of, you know, examples as to how like you know people will read your book and write a screenplay and stuff like that and then it'll be like completely different mm-hmm. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick um Ooh, but... shade <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Kubrick and I mean hey look I love The Shining okay I love that movie but let's just be real here it's different from the book but uh <laughs> for real and uh, uh, Stephen no. King's Shining like the made for TV one yeah that movie was ass <laughs> so like, oh, I mean, hey, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that the shine of the movie was terrible. It was great, but it's just you know. And so Stephen King had that, you know, that that real life example and reached out to Mac Brooks, Max Brooks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And then there was even they even started production on the sequel World War Z two, but then it got scrapped. I think in 2017. Yo, I didn't know that. Yeah, they oh, had started filming. Yeah, they started. I think David Finch Finster was the director. Get out! No yeah, way! No, seriously, yeah. And then they they scrapped it after I think like a year or so. Or... Oh my god! I feel like I've been robbed. No mm-hmm. fucking way, David Fincher. Oh shit! That would. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. 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 It was crazy. Rip. And then, um, yeah, I was like, "What would life be like for the world?" Was he? I... <laughs> Do you think that it would be appropriate to create a World War Z two now, knowing what we know? Has there been any good zombie movies that's come out since the pandemic? Um, yeah. Outside of well, like, outside of like, I'm talking like main mainstream. Outside of outside of like, I don't know. Well, the sadness was like the first, um, the first kind of zombie movie to really. Um, have the pandemic in mind. Okay, so I think I would definitely count the sadness and I would count it even like a second time on that topic because it is a zombie-esque pandemic movie, but it's literally a pandemic movie. Like, I have you seen The Sadness yet, Kai? I have not. I need to watch it. Okay, so, I mean, I'm obviously not going to give spoilers or anything, um, but it it literally takes place at the tail end of the pandemic that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't call it coronavirus. They like give it another name, but it's pretty obvious that it's meant to be the coronavirus. So just with like the imagery, like, you know, the characters go outside and everyone's wearing masks. There's like masks littered all over the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the PSAs are talking about the virus. And then, you know, it's it hits extra hard because we are as a as humans like not even as a society because everybody is affected by this pandemic right but you know we're finally starting to learn how to deal with it you know we have uh just greater knowledge about how covid works you know people have vaccines to protect themselves all the things to protect themselves you know people are just more aware of how this shit works so you know and that's where we are right now so people are starting to kind of let their guard down a little bit because now we can we can start living our lives again and as soon as soon as we start living our lives again let our guards down a little bit boom zombies and that shit hurts (laughs) damn Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to watch that. It was really, really soon. I I was lucky enough to see it at Brooklyn Horror Film Festival last year. Okay, uh, in a theater, and oh my god, it just absolutely blew me away. But I do understand how people could screen it 
especially last year and be like mm, a little too soon you know what yeah. i mean yeah i feel like now we're kind of like okay it is what it is you know it's kind of like as humans we've adapted so you know mm-hmm. but um it, it, and even at the end of World War Z, where Brad Pitt's doing his like ending monologue of like the war has just begun, and it's just like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you go back to civilization from that? Like, entire cities were wiped out. Dude, yeah. As a government, how do you function as a society? How do you function with like things like agriculture and you know water right. and basic That's needs? How do you function after ground stuff zero. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a lot. But World War Z is literally one of my favorite, favorite uh, zombie films. Another point before I close out shortly is that there's always a kid in these type of films. Um, and funny enough, I'm actually going to write a piece for the website about um, parenthood and how that within itself is a monstrosity in horror films. Ooh, um, for example, that's a good topic, dude. Yeah, right. And I don't have kids, Love but that. I feel like I could like, you know, like think about it, like what's scarier the fact that you have two children or the fact that you have to make sure that those children are quiet so that these otherworldly beings don't kill you what's scary knowing that you have the key or or the expertise to go out and kill these zombies or or like defeat these zombies or the fact that you have a fucking kid with asthma that's gonna die if you don't get the medicine for them oh my god why is it always asthma it's always why is it every time it's always asthma i'm like somebody (laughs) Y'all need to keep that asthma pump on them. Keep it on the keychain. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I look at that, and I think that that's one of the main that the monstrosity of parenthood. Mm-hmm. What's scary? You know what I'm saying? Is it is it the fact that you know if you open your eyes and look for a certain period of time, you're going to turn into like this person that wants to harm themselves, or it's the fact that you not only have a baby that ain't yours, but a baby you didn't want to have. Ooh, and you gotta ooh, go down yeah. this raft. Shout out to Bird Box. Go down this raft and with these two kids that you don't even want, and cover their eyes and stuff. So, you know it's things like that that make you think. What mm-hmm. is the monstrosity? Is it parenthood and the fact that you have to protect these beings that are, don't aren't even aware of what's going on, or right. is it the monster? Mm-hmm. So boom, be on the lookout of that. Twenty twenty three. So yeah. Oh, but yeah, World War Z. Um, yeah, Brad Pitt. That's all I was gonna say. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Brad Pitt is a fun white man. Mm-hmm. I Very I do cool. love how like, you know, not a lot of zombie plague cinema type movies. They often don't end with hope. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool because you know most of the time movies will end with a happy ending because that's just kind of cliche and you know that's how people do it and then the zombie genre just kind of like took that and said fuck you and mm-hmm. most of them I feel like late leave on an end of just kind of existential dread yeah um, and then World War Z is like the worst of the worst like this is the worst possible zombie infection scenario that we could have yet it still ends on a little bit of hope with that vaccine that they have you know it was a rewrite too it wasn't supposed to end that way but because of budget cuts they actually no not because of budget cuts the um the executives thought that it was too bleak Mm. i mean fuck yeah it would have (laughs) been i think it had something to do i'm gonna again i'm gonna leave that video um 
I'm going to leave that video in the show notes and I'll send it to you directly. But um, I think it had something to do with Russia again. Like they were going to bomb the fuck out of those zombies. Like Damn. it was going to be real. It's kind of like with I Am Legend, like there's two endings, right? Oh my God. That second I Am Legend ending is, uh, we don't talk about that one. It's, we're not going to talk about it yeah. because we will be talking about I Am Legend later on in the oh, uh, zombie series. Yeah. So, and I have so many thoughts on I Am Legend, but World War Z, I feel like because it's this huge big blockbuster movie and you have a superstar like Brad Pitt and it's like, there has to be some type of hope. Thanks. I think I would I would personally be comfortable watching World War Z if this was like peak pandemic time mm-hmm. a few years ago. I would feel comfortable. Outbreak, not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to watch that fucking movie because I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had this thing in the past about Ebola from ninth grade biology. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Brad Pitt will make you feel safe. Brad Pitt will make you feel safe. You know, he, he's I, a cool guy who doesn't look at explosions. Exactly. He's like, yeah. You know, there's. I just want to make sure that I'm in conjunction with the CIA, FBI, secret agent person. I need at least one of those people in my True, life. yeah. So that I can call now. and lean on them. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. I have, like, one friend that I know that's, like, high up in the Air Force. And I'm like, are you okay? Please. Like, <laughs> let's, like be friends for a friend <laughs> not because of that but i mean we're actually friends but you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but zero thank you so much for coming onto the show today and clowning with me as we discuss world war z and this is the first episode of the zombie sub series of monstrosities for Tars and trust conversations please um make sure to support go and look at zero's content it's absolutely amazing zero tell the folks where they can find you give them your cash app patreon all that stuff so they can open their purse and support you because you know we got to support black horror for sure hey well thanks again kai for having me i will any day love your podcast i love all the work that you do love oh, seeing your you. shit cross grace and bless my feed as it does very thank often you. um but y'all can find me at idk gravity on instagram twitter and twitch and i'm always doing something spooky with my spooky friends yes and also if you want to look at some of the things that zero and i have collaborated on in the past if you um go on the kai effects horror group youtube channel you can see the black girls kill afro punk panel which zero and i were a part of which is absolutely amazing that was so much fun (laughs) that was a good time oh right that was a good time right and so you can see that and then please go and support all the things that zero does just absolutely amazing if you want to follow up with the podcast make sure you go on instagram and twitter on mvhu podcast if you want to follow the sister page Kyfix horror group go ahead and go to k of horror on instagram and if you want to see everything the makeup the books the writings the podcast go to www.kyfixhorror.com don't forget to support black horror and stay spooky stay away from zombies okay peace out
Oh. Mm-hmm.